I just want to welcome our, our brothers and sisters who are here, the brethren of the Lord, the call of the Lord. There's also in the internet searching for the truth and hearing us. Not because a man is talking, but searching through the scriptures and knowing what is the will and the word of God and the truth. That which is uncompromised in any way, in any form. The raw word of the Lord. And that's what he came actually to teach us. So I welcome you so this very evening, and I welcome everyone as we explore other areas that we're going to deal with right now. May the Lord bless you and keep you and give you a receptive heart this very evening in the name of Jesus Christ. So last week we dealt with what? Does anybody remember what we dealt with last week? One serve? No, I think it was an accountability of stewardship. Right? So, we went through all that to show exactly that the Lord himself, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, gave account of what the Father gave him. He said, Father, I never lost any. Whatever you gave me. And there's a way I did that, which was very important. I did them because I have even to sanctify myself for their own sake. So that they will not stumble by looking at me what we do. Okay? So, quickly I'm just going to get into what we're going to talk about. But that's very important. I did not stumble. I did not make anybody to stumble. There is actually no one's blood on my head. Paul said the same thing. I don't have anybody's blood on my head. I didn't go deceiving and lying and what? Manipulating and all sorts of things. Especially this. Let me say this right now. Especially this. And I've written in that book. Whoever prays. You know there are so many. I, I want to make sure I'm understood. Let all the ministers of prayer. You know there are something I call the beast of prayer, right? All the ministers of prayer in this world, let them repent, for the time is short. If anyone will ever take advantage of someone who is vulnerable, the domination and the cost is so unbelievable. When God has called us, he called us for purpose. And because of that call, so many people are drawn unto us. If we do anything to lose them, if we do anything to get them stumble, if we do anything to take advantage of them, in whatever shape, in whatever form it is, we must be hold, held accountable, even triple. Now, remember the family of uh, who? Eli? Eli. This man was the high priest of the almighty God. And there was a covenant between him, the family, and God. Because God said, no, 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 that covenant, I'm breaking it. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. If you don't like it, are you going to slap him? You see? Your family will what? Will serve me all the days of your life. Or forever. And then the children turned around. Abuse of power. In fact, that's what we call it. That's what we call it in law. He said, under color of power. When, like, for example, a policeman goes under color of what? Of his authority. And then arrest somebody and abuses that individual. If you look at the punishment, it's always very serious. Because you misuse the authority of the mantle of God given to you. Maybe I'm using it to 
get some money from somebody and use it to mislead somebody or to do something or immorality, whatever it is that I have done or I want to, to be accomplished. That is my own selfish end and the punishment. God said it was better that you were not even born. Accountability. I want to sound that warning to all of us who claim that you've been called by God. If one is called by God, sanctify yourself, follow the ways of God, the way he has told Otherwise, the cost is very serious. And you know what God told Samuel? Samuel said, well, the time will come, and that time has come when I will fulfill what I have promised against the house of who? Yes, he said, because I have sworn. I have sworn. Can you believe somebody who was a priest of God? That's scary. The priest of high God that was given the man to say, your family will even serve me unto almost eternity. And God said, no. As I swore, as I, as I live, I've withdrawn that. And I will punish him that there's going to not be any human being called a man that will, be, that will spring up from that place. Why? Because they abuse what? Okay, they said, he said they actually took the bigger sacrifice, the main sacrifice of God. And some people look at it from their fact. The scripture said they took the, 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 the best part of the meat and so on. People think they're talking about meat. But if you go to that, what, 1 Samuel 2, verse 22, it said, what? The children or the sons were there abusing the women that are so often. Do you understand what it means for somebody to be crying unto the Lord and coming to you because the Lord has called you? Do you understand what that means? I used to practice law, and I know how vulnerable people can be. You want to get money from somebody? Wait when he's in jail, in prison. When he's in prison, he calls you there and says, come on, until I get this amount. He wants to get out, especially our people, because we think when we're in jail, we're, we're, we're done for. An American may say, well, okay, I'm in jail. Well, whatever you get there, you get there. And in jail, if you leave me here one night, I'm going to die. And if you are actually dubious, all you can do is ask, okay, this is how much I want. And they give it to you. So also the one who has come to you because you call yourself, you put yourself as a servant of the Lord, is vulnerable, is relying on you, and then you manipulate and take advantage of that person. God said, no, 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 no. I've written that family off. I just want to make sure that the people, because some of the things that most of us do now, say, in the name of the Lord, is that we don't even seem to think or worry about the consequences of what is going there. Because the most or the greatest or the best sacrifice of God is a broken heart. Right? Isn't it what? In Psalm 51, 17, it says, what? A broken heart, a contrite spirit. That is my sacrifice. I will never despise that one. And it's crying unto the Lord, and somebody takes advantage of it. Don't you think that the Lord will be against that person almost forever? Accountability. But let's talk about something for today. Before my, <laughs> my, if you can say, what is the topic of today? The topic of today, the Lord told me to encourage, bring a word of encouragement. That's what I'm going to do. Bring a word of encouragement based on the unity of one purpose of mind. I'm, now, the encouragement of the Lord. If anyone will testify in this place, since we'll be going here, Brody, some of them have been here for almost uh, over two years. I have observed, and not because of this place, please. I thank God this is not a church. 
So I'm not talking for you to come. Well, I'm not talking for you to come. But the truth has been is this. It is not very common to see where our people gather together for one year, two years, almost going to three years, and yet they have not started fighting and quarreling. In churches, you know that churches are the most controversial and conflict-ridden places around. It is. All sorts of bickering and so on. But we find ourselves, and this is what the Lord wants, please, let's be careful. We find ourselves in the situation that every Thursday, the presence of the Lord is manifested in this place. The oneness of mind, we have done many things that people could not even believe. That oneness of mind, the unity of one purpose, operating together. And that is something which is what? A manifestation of actually the presence of God. And that manifestation is saying to you, I am with you. Because without him, we can do nothing. There is nobody who can bring peace. And I, I, I tell you this right now. Wherever there is no peace, God is not there. Wherever there is no peace, God is not there. Because he is the prince of peace. So for us, it's so wonderful that each and every day we come here. Even Sundays when we come for prayers. The presence of the Lord. In fact, we finish here maybe what on Thursday. Nobody wants to leave. Am I? Am I? Am I talking to myself? <laughs> nobody wants to leave. We finish on Sunday. Nobody wants to leave. You start wondering why. There's something binding that, putting it together. And that's what we need to look into right now. But there's going to be a warning that sounded at the end. The oneness of mind. With that oneness of mind. We're not serving God. Read me John 17, 11, please. Let's get started. John 17, 11. Yes. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. Look at the prayer of prayers of Christ. And that is hardly found evident in anywhere in people who are serving God. Keep them that they may be one. Because a house divided cannot stand. Keep them that they may be one. But do you know what? Do you know how many denominations in the world? I, I'm, I'm not talking about denominations, please. Do you know how many, even in one street, do you know how many different churches or different doctrines that are there? But that's, that's not even the case. So keep them that they may be one. Where there is no unity, God is not there. Where there's no unity, God is not there. But he said, as they are. Did you finish what you read? I said, keep them as what? As we are. How are they? Okay, let me put it this way. How are they? Father and the son, how are they? They are one. What made them one? Unity? I know. What made them unified? You say unity. What made them one? What? Love. Good. I know. Love and what? Obedience. The two keys. Please, please look at Christ said, my father is always with me. John 8, 29. Always. He will never leave me. We are all, I am my father. We are one. And I'm boasting this thing because of one thing. I love my father. 
And the way that I love my father, I can show it to the world. is because everything my father tells me to do, I do it. That's the unity of one purpose. Because he told us in Amos 3, 3, three two cannot work together except they be in agreement. What agreement? You cannot be in agreement with God except to love God because God is love and you obey him. And that's the only evidence of love is to obey, obey God. That's why he told us in 1 John 2, 3-4, this is the way we know we know him. That all we do is to obey him. Anybody who says, I know him, I love him, but does not obey him, he says, he's a liar. The truth is not even in that person. And that is the reason why he told us what? If you look at John 14, 15, he said, if you love me, simply keep my commandments. That's the only way you're going to be able to show you are my disciples. So you have a situation that there may be one. The oneness of mind. Why would there be one? One mind. Which mind are we talking about? Give me 1 Corinthians, please, 2. 16. First Corinthians 2.16 For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Can anybody tell me what the mind of Christ is? <coughs> the mind of Christ. Come on, we're in Bible study now. Nobody can tell me what the mind of Christ is? Yeah, yeah, the mind of Jesus, yes. Okay, let's, let's look at it. Keep going. John 17, 21 to 23. John 17, 21 to 23. Mm-hmm. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me. That they may be perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. That they may, look at this. You see, that's one thing. This is very, very critical. Because oneness has been happening with us. We, never, we just cannot take it for granted. But in most places... He said that they may be perfect in one. Telling you where there is no oneness. No matter whatever you want to call it, even if there's a one million member church, it's of no use. Why? Where there's no oneness, God is not there. God is not an author of confusion. Does not involve himself in anything that is filthy. In other words, does not go into something, okay, it's divided, everybody fighting. God will not be there. That's why he told us one thing. You see, see, this mind I'm talking about, the mind of Christ, a purified mind, a mind that is now set on above. Where is Christ? Above. So the mind of Christ should be where? Above. Where, is, where is that in the Bible? Colossians 1, 3, 3, 1, right? Yeah. If, you then, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. But which are those things set, that are above? Did I, oh, sorry. <laughs> set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay, I already answered it. What are those things that are the mind of Christ set up somewhere? That's why he warned us one thing. If anyone, Brother Dido was mentioning something about, as if he was, he was here maybe a few weeks ago when Pastor Charles was talking about seeking the kingdom force. 
if people can understand that. Any mind that does not seek the kingdom first is not born of God yet. Go and just tell it everybody. I'm just saying right now. Any mind that does not seek the kingdom of God first and the righteousness of God first is not yet born of God. You know why? That mind is still laboring in futility of the world. And he told us never to do that. That's what separates us from those who don't know God. Give me Ephesians 4.17, please. Ephesians 4.17 This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. In the futility of their mind. That is, if you, if you look at even the book of when we dealt with the spiritual fear, when I was saying that, I don't even know if there is anyone that's truly born again in our place. You, maybe you would have stoned me. If you want to stone me, stone me. But if somebody's mind is still in darkness, bondage of fear, worries of the things of the world, and then you say, I'm now born again, I'm, reform, I'm a new creature. But the old mind is still there. It doesn't make sense. Because he told us what in 2 Timothy 1 7. He said, I've only given you what? The spirit of boldness. Uh, Let me put it that way. That's not of fear. And then of sound mind and what? One who is actually in the fertility of his mind about the things of this world, they come first. Is it of sound mind? Okay, let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 3. 1 Corinthians 3 3. For you are still carnal. Mm-hmm. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Any mindset that is with the church, whatever it is, where people are quarreling and division or so on, is telling you there it is carnal. It is not of this because it's not wanting, because if that is happening, there's no perfect love. I'm coming now, we will deal with it. There's not none of that. That's why, you see, when there's no peace, if you look at Matthew 5 9, it tells us what? Blessed are the peacemakers. These ones who make the peace, right? They are the ones that are led by God. Why am I saying that they're led by God? You may quarrel with that, what I said there. They're the ones who are led by the Spirit of God. Because why is this? He said, they are the ones who are the children of God. And if you look at Romans, what? Romans 8 14, he said, well, as many as led by His Spirit. Those are the ones who are his children. You see? So the one who's a peacemaker said, that's the children of God. Because he is peace. And that's why he told us what in Hebrew, what? Hebrew 12, 14, he said what? Yes. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Without it, I didn't write that. Some people just say, oh, you know, since the Lord called you, all you teach about is righteousness and holiness. I don't know what you want me to teach. That's what he taught. Nobody can teach anything different from what Jesus Christ has taught. Anybody doing it, deceiving others, because it's there. He said, without righteousness and holiness and peace, nobody will see the Lord. Did I write that? Okay, so, but then, the, because we're going to really <laughs> get it going. The mind. And that's why he said every day. What, verse 23, Ephesians 4? Ephesians 4, 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 
being you renewed every day in that spirit of mind so you can be one with God. But you see, oneness cannot occur without an essential element, love. And I'm not talking about love. I'm talking about perfect love. Somebody may say, perfect? Yeah, of course. Perfect love. There is no oneness. If you read that book, you can see where I, when I was going to the revival. Remember? They talked about, uh, what, is it, what do they call it? Uh, what the Lord said, where two or three are gathered in my name. I'm not even there. It happened to me in Nigeria. I got up, got into the car. Lord, okay. What do you want me to pray? No answer. Close to that place. Tell them where two or three are gathered in my name. I'm not even there. And they were shocked. And they found out. They were all crying when I explained it to them. The Lord said, where two or three are gathered in your church. It's not even there. Because they gathered for strife. They gathered for quarrel. Everybody picking and making all sizes. And then, remember that, that by the time the, the, the service was over, I, and I was trying to pray, and the Lord said, open your eyes. The time when they do that, everybody touch your brother and touch your sister. And this one will go, hi, my sister. The same people that we had talked to not long ago. Hi, my sister. The other one, no. And they could move in. I'm telling you, the same church. It's happened everywhere. Quarrel. So, without perfect love, for one to be in the oneness of Christ, as we have to be and continue to be, God will help us. You must be perfect in love. Because then when you are perfect in love, you sympathize. You cry for your own brother that's having problems. You be the brother keeper that my brother has been talking about over there. You cry for him when you have that perfect love. Without perfect love, you have nothing to do with God. Forget about what anybody is teaching. It's there. I'm not the one. Because he told us one thing. Let's go all the way to the Matthew 5, please. 43 to 48. Matthew chapter 5, from 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. You shall be perfect in love, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Because that's what differentiates you and separates you from those who don't know him. Please, all, whatever you do in your life, begin to ask. What differentiates me here? For someone who doesn't know God. If I go there and do the same thing that an unbeliever does, I am an unbeliever. Because it's what I do. It's not what I say. Nobody speaks evil about himself. But what I do will betray completely. What? Who I am. That's why he told us, he said, he said, he said what? By their fruits. Whatever they do, you shall indeed know them. So it's talking being perfect in love, it tells you that that's the way to be one. Because when you are there, then you are able then to do one thing. Because if you're not perfect in love, you will continue to devour each other. And as you devour each other, what did he say? 
you will consume all. Read me what? Galatians 5, 15 to 16. Eventually, when you keep devouring people, even one person, one bad apple comes in. If you keep one rotting and going, eventually the whole thing will do what? It will rot. I am telling you, bad company always corrupts. Go on. Galatians 5, 15 to 16. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. If you continue to bite and walk one another, you will consume. And uh, you see, with perfect love then, the perfect love, what it does for you, because you see, I'm not talking about love. This is, uh, we have gone through this before. And so as somebody suggested very well in the internet and uh, even here, we're going to go back on some of the things we have taught before. Because most of us still need it. And then those in the internet, we need it. They'll benefit them. We'll go back as God will direct. Okay? But what he's saying there is, is this. There's only one way to fulfill the law of Christ. Only one way. Galatians 6, 2, two please. Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens mm-hmm. and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so fulfill the law of Christ. That is why Christ said this. There is only one way to know. Not only one way anyway. There is one significant way to point that we are disciples. But it may be only one way. If we don't have it, we're not disciples of Christ. If we don't have oneness, we don't have perfect love, we're not disciples of Christ. Remember what he said what, in John 17? Yeah. He said that they may, the world may know that you have sent me, they are my disciples. And according to love also, he said what? John 13, 34, he says what? Read 13, 34 to 35. John 13, 34 to 35. Yes. A new commandment I give to you, mm-hmm. that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Why? By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. You see? Exactly what are the statement I made there is that did not come out right now. After all, when you look at love, isn't this a question that uh, somebody asked Christ? Which is the greatest commandment here? He said, Love God and love others. He said, Every other commandment. Then better there. So when I say, Even this only way, because if you don't love as God loves or love others, then how can you be a disciple of Jesus Christ? So in other words, God asked me to give you a word of encouragement. That's what I'm giving. That you've been doing well. We've been doing well. But then you see, whenever you think you are doing well, and God said what? Psalm 211. Psalm 211. Let's go. Psalm 211. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. With just with trembling. Pray this prayer always. I pray that prayer. God is so wonderful. When God will reduce you to that, oh, he loves you so much. Where he's doing so many wonderful things through you. And yet, as he's doing it, you are decreasing. You don't even know. You don't even want to be associated that. That's what it, because you have done nothing. He's the one who has done it. I'm telling you, it took, it took me a little while. It took me a few months. I kept praying, Lord, please. When that's removed from you, even when somebody's talking about, oh, did you hear him? Or oh, he's this and that. I'm telling you, you, clo- you see, like your ears closed. 
because he's not running for election. I don't want him to vote for me. So it is not a There's only one master to please and to go about his work. So you have a situation there where he said, whenever you are doing anything, be careful. Serve the Lord with fear. And when you are rejoicing that things are going well, rejoice with trembling. And we don't have time now even to deal with the Philippians, right? 2.12. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear, with fear and trembling. And trembling. Remember that when, when people tell you one serve after serve, uh, one serve you are already served. And you start wondering why you should be trembling and working out their own salvation if you already made it. But that's not the, the case there. But you see, remember what in Luke 10, and we're going to move on. In Luke 10, remember the apostles who were just jumping all about, all coming back and saying, Lord, Lord, you know what happened? Boy, we, have, we, we, we are now awesome. No, no, no. We, who is like us? I mean, I didn't say, who, you know what? If Satan himself was falling down, he fell down for our sake. And Christ said, Oh, in fact, it's amazing how the Spirit of God talked to people. He started with telling them, Don't worry, I've given you everything. But he turned around and said, You think you got everything? Where is that? Luke 10, 19 to 20, please. Read from 17 to 20. Are you there? Yes. Luke 10, 17 to 20. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Mm -hmm. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Rather rejoice because you have made it. Until you get there. Be careful how you rejoice. After all, we are told in 1 Corinthians, right? If you think you stand, the time has come for you to fall. So that's how God is. You see, nobody can run ahead of his God. See, nobody can. So you have a situation where these people are talking about who is this individual or that God is addressing that can do all this. That's the question you ask. And how? And we're going to come to something right now. That's a warning. Okay? These are people who have been born of him, refined through the furnace of fire. The remnant. One day we deal with the remnant. God will always, what? Have a remnant in this world. No matter whatever is going on. But who is this remnant? This remnant I'm talking to you right now. You and I now. Are the prophets. Oh boy. I don't I won't like this. Because I don't talk about it that much. Are the prophets. What are the prophets? Prophet I'm talking. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Prophets of God. The prophets of God. Are those who are propagating. And going all over. To make sure that. The word of God is not diluted. To make sure that everybody hears it. That's what the prophecy of God is all about. We think that prophecy is standing there like what they're doing back home right now or even here. Every family has 10 or 20 prophets and prophetesses. But I'm going to come to you right now because there's a warning. Because some of us who still are supposed to be the remnant and the light of God, 
are still being deceived. Are still being deceived. And the trumpet is sounding right now. And it will begin from here. I'll sound that trumpet that everyone beware. 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 You will not say that you didn't hear. Because what is the role of a prophet? I said that all prophets, these are people who are born of God now, listen to me carefully, that can do this work. And they can only do it through Christ. That what? Strengthens them. Are we, are we all the one page? But you see, these people still fall victim. Like you and I. We still fall victim. Let's take it this way. What is the role? Luke 16, 16 tells us what? Can anybody? Let's make sure we talk. 16, 16 tells us what? Please. Yes. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. Let me, let me make this clear to everybody. Everything that has to be reviewed about the kingdom, except God can come and talk to any one of us and give us mystery, like what something he's been doing through us, maybe in this ministry. But everything that anyone needs to know about the kingdom of God has already been revealed. You don't need a prophet to tell you that. If you want to, if you want to get a prophet to tell you who killed your grandfather, that's your problem. No, please, listen to me. I'm not, this, is, this is serious. I'm going to get to this very, very serious. And it's going to be very destructive if we don't take our time. Especially the impact even on our own little children. I'm going to get to you right now before we close. He said, the Lord and the prophet that were before John. I know why Christ was saying that. If you don't have ear, let you hear. The Lord and the prophet that were before John. There is no other prophecy that is more than what Christ has come down. What does a prophet is said to do? Is to let people to what? Get away from their evil ways and return to God. That's the role of a, I'm talking about one now. That's the role of a prophet. Okay? My people, you've gone so bad wrong. Repent now because the Lord is warning you and return back to your God. He will mercifully accept you again. That's the role of, even, that's why he made Ezekiel what? The watchman. Ezekiel 3, please. 17 to 21. I hope we can finish this. Ezekiel please. chapter 3 from verse 17 to 21. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet, if you warn the wicked... And he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you did not warn him, give him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. But his blood... I will require Let's at your right hand. There. That is the role of a prophet. You go from, 
read from every situation, all the way from the Old Testament, all the way down, whatever it may be, is the rule of the prophet. It's a unique individual ordained by God and sent by God to come and turn people again back to God for their sinful ways. And he told us that clearly, if you look at <laughs> Jeremiah is unbelievable. Do you have Jeremiah 26, please? Yeah, you can, you can Jeremiah 26 can go to almost like 16. Jeremiah 26 from verse 16. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve to die, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Okay, let's stop right there. Speaking to us in the name of the Lord our God. If anyone will ever open his mouth, say, the Lord says when the Lord did not say. How do you know that the Lord did not say? I'm asking you guys. Because there's a reason why I'm, I'm trying to line this up so you know what's happening right now. And we have to be careful. When it doesn't line up with the word of God. Okay? But then how do you differentiate an angel of light from an angel of darkness? It will not turn you to what? I mean, the angel of darkness will not turn you towards God. Will not turn you towards the angel of darkness. Will never turn you towards God, right? So when you hear somebody that is talking to you that absolutely has nothing to do with salvation and things of God, that set of what does that tell you? He's speaking for his belly. We're coming now. Please, let's, let's get this. That is why God said one thing. In fact, he was even saying that. He said, if he had an intercessor, my brother was talking about the intercessor. We are called, you and I are called, to be the prophet. I'm not talking about prophet. Oh, I walk around, I'm prophet. I'm prophet. Let me tell you one thing. It is not what you call yourself. It's what God calls you. You can call yourself Pope if you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it, it's fine. <coughs> but it's what God calls you. Based on what he has sent you and what you are doing for him. And that's why he said not all those who say Lord, Lord are going to enter. But only those who do the will. Whatever I told them to do. And Jeremiah got it right. saying, you know one thing? In Jeremiah 23 he was saying that if there is a prophet among them. I love that. Do you have what he said? If there is even a prophet among them. Not a word. If there was a prophet. Then he would have made my people to turn. From their evil ways. And look up to me. You're looking for Jeremiah what? 23. 23. 16 to 22. You want me to tell you what? Jeremiah 23 from 16. From 10? 26. 26. Sorry. Okay, let's move on. Don't worry about it. So, you, you have a situation where somebody who said, now nah, I am the one. And still, you full of darkness. And the Lord had been warning us and warning us all along. He said, the time will come, even the very elect will be deceived. The very elect. Read me, John, 20, no, Matthew 24. Let's start 4, 5, 11, 13. Matthew 24, yes. verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Mm -hmm. For many will come in my name, 
saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Read 11 and 13. 11 and 13, please. Then many false prophets will rise up Mm -hmm. and deceive many. Why? And because lawlessness will abound, Mm -hmm. the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Who who endures the truth of the word to the end, hold on to it to the end, it shall be saved. And only that these prophets will come. They will come with amazing miracles and signs. You know those ones, those miracles, they see you and tell you, your first name is this and your last name is this and middle name is this. What what in the world is that for me? What has that to do to, to the kingdom of God? A magician can do that. Oh, oh okay, let's uh, read me 24 to 26. Let's just finish that. I'm wondering because you know why? I will tell you some examples of what I, why I'm talking about what I'm saying. Matthew 24. No, yeah, 24. 24 to 26. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Do not believe it. Everything that needs to be said about the kingdom of God has been laid down by the head of the kingdom. Who else is going to come and tell us anything different? I'm just trying to... The one who... Inhabits the kingdom. Say, this is the kingdom. So whatever I'm saying here, or anybody saying, that does not line up with that, is against him. And what you have right now is that mushroomed millions and billions of prophets and prophetess. I have never seen anything in this malad. And they have invaded Houston. Invaded everywhere. They've carried a trouble down here. They've carried the trouble down to this place. I'm telling you right now, mark it and put it somewhere. The mercy of the Lord. If you don't take time, that's why we intercede. You know what he told us one thing? He said, oh, the lost sword will be drawn one day. Because if we are playing with God, even in this Israel, you don't even have one single prophet. And over here, everybody, and they ported the thing and brought it here. And deceiving people and tell, let, let, me, let me put it this way right now. Somebody came to me. Oh, this man coming from Dallas. You know, this is a brand new distance coming from Ghana. Coming from where? Say Ghana. And Nigeria said, okay, what? If you come, he will sh- tell you your name, your last name, your date of birth, your mother's distance, your this and that. He will tell you who did this, who did this, who did that. A prophet of God comes in to tell you. This is a spirit pursuing you. That's all that you got to tell me. To make me be afraid. So I can respond to you and give you what you want me to give you. What makes you do that? How dare you say the Lord said when the Lord did not say? I've not seen any one of them who has prophesied what God is going to do. It's about your grandfather and your grandmother and the spirit and this and that. Which anybody, any magician can do. I remember the native daughters back home. They could all do that. But you see, that's what I'm 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 not happy about is this. I had somebody, please listen to me, this is very careful, all of us, praying, and this has happened many times. Praying, this little kid, little kid, little kid that we have here, 
and praying and say, uh, all those uh, that, that uh, the prophetess said that the, the people who are pursuing you from Nigeria, on here in America, they're pursuing you from Nigeria. Listen to me carefully, please. My fear is the young ones, the generation that should be pure and free from what? This manipulation. I remember when I, was, I came here, and I've been in this country for many, many years. A year or two, I did not hardly remember the home. And you know one thing, I never one day even remember that anything evil spirit is pursuing me. I was so free because my mind is no, no longer there. If I went to class, I pass. I never failed anybody. If I failed one, I would say I didn't do good. I should continue doing it. But now my people here are beginning to say, no, if I failed somebody, somebody was there manipulating this. Because they've important to tell them to fear in America. Where we should be free. When are we going to produce the generation of what? Gods. People whose mind are what? Free. If our own children now may be polluted also. Because when you're praying that prayer with a little kid, eventually she or he will start believing that somebody is really after her or him. Are you following what I'm saying? Someone came to me and said, we've got to pray, we've got to pray because somebody, they said somebody had tied my future. Really? With what rope? No, no, I'm telling you. All sorts of nonsense. Doing sacrifices, animal sacrifices. And giving them the so-called anointed, whatever the rub. Maybe I want to I call it talisman or whatever you want to call it. And say, put it under your pillow. Isn't that what the native doctors used to do? How dare them bring that upon people that are here that should be free? When are we going to be free? When is our mind going to be free from fear and worry if this continues to come upon us? And then, but we are buying it, most of us. Because you see, where there is fire, no, where there's smoke, right? There's fire. Demand and supply. If I demand, of course there's a supply. So when somebody who's supposed to know the truth, the eyes have blind, come short. How then are we going to make it? No, you see, Look at what somebody told me. Please listen to me. And the argument was, I said, there's no one thing. Said, yeah. Seeing the Lord called me, he told me never to argue with anybody. And I don't have time. He said, no, 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 no. One pastor would tell him, no, 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 no. We were praying. And the Lord revealed to us that that woman, the reason why I had not had baby, was that because the mother is a witch. Your own mother. That fed you all along. Is not going to be your enemy. When there's enmity and fighting and division. The devil has come in. Because when you go and plant enmity just to get what you fear, you get what you're looking for. There are some of them here right now. Their brothers and sisters, they are in trouble. They came here. Everything had been going well. All of a sudden, a prophet of prophet is revealing to them that their own father killed their own. Who cares who killed my father? If it's done, it's done. What is matters right now is my relationship with God. So, why am I saying that? Our children, please, we need to be praying because that's why God said, if I pull my sword, oh, where is it? Is it Ketari Torah, right? 1 to 16. You can see what I said that he said, encourage us, but one. Because we still fall victim unnecessarily. Some of us have some problem, we want to go and take somebody who will tell us, a diviner, a seer, that will tell us what we want to hear. 
And if you keep taking what you want to hear because of itching ears, one day you hear it. Ezekiel 33, yeah. from verse 1. Mm-hmm. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, <coughs> Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land mm-hmm. and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, Then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. Okay, let's stop right because you can have time to read it all. But if anybody had been this place where we meet every time, every moment, with this truth coming and sounding and sounding, and something happens to you, you will still want to fall back into darkness. You have yourself to blame. No human being in this life will save you. That's a savior. And has come and told us this is what to do in life. And that's why he told us what in Romans. If you have time, you read Romans 1, 17 to 21. He said that is why the wrath of God has come against the children of disobedience. Because they have known the truth. They have had it, but they turned away from it. And now they have no more excuse. Because if you look at Hebrew 1, 1 to 2, it says, well, in times past, God kept sending his prophets. But finally, he sent himself, his son. The one to come and come down. Then when he had come down, he said, you know one thing, the law and the prophet, they were before John. Before John was when, before he came. He said, now, the kingdom of God is preached. What is it? The truth of the word of God is preached. Everybody who wants to be saved, look at it. You do not need anybody to tell you different things or anything anymore. It's there. And that's why he told us what? Because of each year, some people have gone and they got what? Perish. From now on, oh Lord, I pray that none of us will ever be victim to this nonsense going on. But pray it. Because if you look at that Ezekiel 33, he said, well, if I draw my sword that I want to kill, if I see an intercessor, a true intercessor, I will hold back. Same thing told us in Jeremiah 5, 1 and 2. He said, look, you know one thing? He said, if I would even see one just person who is willing to pray, I will save Jerusalem. I will save Jerusalem. But most of the things we brought upon ourselves Please, from now on, when you have been delivered from the bondage of darkness, don't ever go back. Galatians 4, please. Can you read out 1 to 9 9, quickly? Galatians 4, from verse 1 to 9. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, Mm -hmm. though he is master of all but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, Mm -hmm. born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore, 
you are no longer a slave, but mm-hmm. a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then indeed, when you did not know God, mm-hmm. you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather, are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You see, why after you have now known God, or God now have known you because of this, why do you still go back to manipulation and lies and deceit? Why do you still pay attention to that when you know the truth? And that's why he told us, that we're going to close with that, Second Thessalonians, right? 2, 7 to 11. And that's what's happening back home and even here right now. Second Thessalonians 2 from 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It's already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs and lying wonders. And And with all unrighteousness, all unrighteous deception among those who perish. perish. Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. They perish, yeah, God. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. When somebody knows the truth, has been exposed to the truth, as much as truth, and you still turn away. He said, God will give them delusion. An evil spirit will come and start deceiving you, for you to believe that lies is true. Because God is saying, wow, how can you turn back after all this? What else is it there for me to do? Even Revelation, it wonders. Revelation 16, please, 13 to 14. And that's going on right now. People are all there, many people are all there. The evil spirit in them warring against Christ, the Lamb of God. Every day. Revelation 16, 13 to 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons, Mm -hmm. performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They're performing signs and wonders. And that's why I keep saying that anybody who wants signs... Before he believes, I've not believed yet. Am I? Am I? Am I right? Because there's only one sign left. Who knows? Who can tell me? There's only one sign left. Every sign I've been given, all the way from Genesis, every sign of Christ I've given. There's only one sign left. He's coming. That's all. And I want to say that in my language, they say every well, no, they say every eye shall what see it. Nobody's going to be deceived. That's why he told us in Hebrew 8, right? <laughs> Hebrew 8. I said Hebrew, Hebrew 8, right? I don't know. You got me confused. 12 to that. 10 to 12. Hebrews 8. 10 to 12. Yes. 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says mm-hmm. the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. 
and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, mm-hmm. saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. I will remember no more. That all will know me, the smallest and the biggest. How, how, how is that possible? What does what it, it say? All will know me. Where was that fulfilled? Okay. I know this is it. Paul was quoting what? Paul was talking Jeremiah, 31 to 34, right? 31, verse 31 to 34. But when was that fulfilled? That all will know me. Please help me, it's easy. When Christ came, that's why he said, from now on, after John the Baptist, I've come. The kingdom of God is here. And that's why he kept telling us, quit wandering and going all over the place, chasing whatever you want to chase, because behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. If you want to see the kingdom of God, it's within you. You walk it there. We're going to end right here, but there's one thing I say, please. Whatever it takes, Let's keep praying and interceding, especially our young ones. You know one thing? When we raise them, when they grew up, the ones who grew up, they just did not know all this fear. You can see the difference, that fear is something that, what? We don't inherit. Yeah. It's something that you, you right. teach people. When are we going to stop teaching our, our people? Perhaps God will see them and say, okay, these ones, they have not bowed to the idol. I will save these people. So protect, let's protect them. From vouchers, right? And the minister of praise. But I want to thank God for you. And I want to thank all those who are watching in the internet. I know this is a tough message, but it's always like that. Because the word of God, he said, is spirit and is also life. And he said, it's not my word, fire and hammer. It breaks everything tomorrow. It should get in. So I'm hoping and praying that the word of God will sink in into all of us and that we leave that word and not shine and run away from it because we cannot go anywhere. Remember when the apostles were just saying, well, no, Christ was asking them when the disciples, most people left him. He said, well, are you going to leave too? He said, where would we go? You hold the word of the truth. I'm not talking about myself, my goodness, but Christ, that's his word. You hold the word of the truth. Where should we go? So the remnant of the Lord are those who remain to the end. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus Christ.